Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday Night Breakdown Bank Holiday Monday edition. Daniel Ratledge and Dave Forrester with you to go through all the action uh, this weekend in the first round of the playoffs quarterfinals. Not quite as much drama as we might have hoped, Dave. Yeah, I've kind of had to look up the word squib. Yeah. Because I, I didn't I, I realize I was thinking of the word, yeah, because it's, it's not been damp, it's been soaking. Mm. But I actually didn't know what a squib was. It, it's it, something it to do me... with lighting a cannon, isn't it? Or something Firework, like that. I think. Yeah, Firework, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something, yeah. But I had to had to Google that. So yeah. I've I've learned something as a result of this that we've had a, a soaking wet squib of a weekend, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which talks us about talks to us yet again about the formatting, but we've been down that road before. And we all know that we don't like it, really. Yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, I think this might be the last time we're talking about this format. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful of that because we basically managed to suck the drama out of the out of the entire first round of the playoffs. In the you know, other than although the one thing I would push back on on that is, uh, I, I was obviously on the Bristol Flyers podcast this week as your. Uh, and they they uh they replayed their heroic victory last year of a block shot uh in Del- a, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah in a game that was a 12 point win and actually if you'd played those two yes it would have been one all and you'd have had a game three and who knows what game three would have been uh, but the drama would have been totally removed from both games because they would have been yeah. both pretty dull it would have but my point is that you know you have basically four games yeah, four games where there's any drama, which is four second legs. Yeah, yeah. There's no guarantee of any, no guarantee of any drama in them. No. So effectively, instead of having potentially 12 games, which could go down to the last shot, you have four games where it might be relevant, and in fact, none where it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I think... I, uh, so you, you take away the chance of 12 close finishes to, to, to possibly have four and end up with none. Yeah. I, I won't mourn the... Uh... The return of mourn the return. Can you mourn a return? I won't uh, <laughs> bemoan the return of best it's of three. Oh, very good. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, rather than going through these in chronological order, which would seem a bit uh, uh, daft and slightly confusing yeah. to you and I, um, yeah. we'll go through them in seed orders, which means we get to talk about the latest game first. Oh, that's uh, fine. So we'll go number one seeds, the London Lions against the Newcastle Eagles. It was seventy eight. 108 on uh, Friday, and they've just finished a few moments ago. It was 99.86, I think. Yeah. Uh, although I put the score in the wrong place on my little piece of paper, so that's confusing me already. Um, so let's start on on Friday. No, no Decker for the uh, Lions. Philip into the starters. Hamlet did play, but played limited minutes. Uh, mm. Tight first five minutes, then Sharma six points. Solawadi with the three eleven in a row for the Lions, and they're. 1428 ahead. Yeah, um, London were pretty awesome in this game, in insofar as being motivated, focused, use that ubiquitous phrase locked in, mm. and ruthless. Um, they really maximised every advantage they had. They looked like a really cohesive unit. They looked like a well-coached unit. They got to the corners with you know remarkable efficiency. They made plays. Um throughout the game, which they simply made because of their efficiency of movement, their efficiency of ball movement. And they were just too quick for Newcastle insofar as their decision-making and the, and, the, and the pressure. And they shot the ball really well as well, but they shot the ball really well because they're shooting all their threes off the catch. Mm. And they get, that's because they're getting to their spots. Um, and I said, I mean, I was, ta- I was talking briefly to Drew, Drew Lasker before the game because Drew was there and 
You know, we were looking at Decker, who was warming up. He looked okay, maybe a little bit, a little bit gimpy, but you know, okay. But I said to Drew, you know, I think if anything, they may be even harder to guard without Decker, because he is kind of has that kind of superstar NBA kind of capability of being the guy who surveys the game. You know, the game slows down. He picks, you know, you give him the ball, he makes a play. Um, and he can he does it within the system as well. It's not like he's a ball hog or anything like that. But but without him, they are basically just a whirling dervish of players. Mm. They're constant, and you've got four guards now because Phillips started, and that's great to see him back. And that's certainly an advantage for GB. I mean, it'd be great advantage for GB if we were playing the Olympic qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but London Lions, have, to be fair, you know, they've looked after him. He's had eight months out or seven months out. You know, no doubt he's been he's been looked after. He's been paid his contract. That's a fantastic thing for you know for British basketball. He's back. Um, so you then got Philip Best, Nelson, and um, Taylor. Taylor, and that's not even mentioned Soloade. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's five. Um, now, and the way those guys play, um, you know, and 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 the the way the wings, the way the ball pops. And the way that they move up, they, they all kind of similar in relation to the way they attack the screen and roll, and they know what their job is. Um, it, it is just a you know Newcastle have literally one guy who can dribble the ball over halfway mm. and cone, and, and and that's probably only ninety percent of the time mm. with some of the pressure he gets. You know, and and you're looking at the the the, the difference in in um, athleticism, physicality, and you know quickness. Um, and what happened was yeah, the game stayed close, and then Josh Sharma just came in and just blew it open. Yeah, um, because Josh Sharma was. Um, the one thing that was, you know, you can guard everything else to the best of your ability, and you kind of hope that they miss. But Josh Sharma is, you know, he is a, you know, he is, he could be a Euroleague player. On, on, you know, he's seven foot. He runs probably quicker than most of the Euroleague seven footers. The question is going to be about his, you know, his physicality and and um, his kind of fast twitch stuff. That that very highest level, but he dwarfs everybody. He dwarfed everybody on the court. He showed great hands. He could catch. He caught the ball. He finished. Um, you know, you, you just hope that you know he's kind of one of those guys that if he gets out of his own way, he could be as good as he wants to be. Mm. Um, really. Um, what I mean by getting out of his own way is his head. If his head, if his head is there every single game, if he's right every single game, then he should be that. Um, I just thought London was. I thought London were, were exceptional. I thought I couldn't need to be fair it's the first time in 20 years that you know Newcastle fans were happy enough with the way that their team played yeah yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They, 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 they were they were clapping and cheering all the way to the end we, we we kind of you know kind of knew what we were watching if that mm. makes sense yeah 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 um you know there was no dissatisfaction or upset like that like there was a couple of times last season when frankly the you know the the, the towel the towel was on the halfway line mm. Um, and it was just because I, I thought that throughout they played with a, a, a ruthless efficiency, borderline, you know. And they'd have, they'd have got away quicker if it wasn't for Ben Mockford. And Ben Mockford, yeah. I mean, the difficulty for Newcastle was he's always going to be, you know, creating shots against against um, London. Now, the advantage that um, Newcastle had was that, you know, London really wouldn't know about Mockford because he hasn't played all season. <laughs> but Ben Mockford historically has... Two or three games a season where he goes off for about eight threes. Yeah, yeah. You know, he does exactly that. And um, to be fair, you know, and that's the thing we know. What we know about him is that when he gets good, when he is on, um, he is, you know, he's Marcus Evans. He makes difficult shots. Mm. Um, and London didn't really get wise to that early enough. Um, but they didn't really need to because they were able to score at will 
early on. Little bit was Newcastle, you know, a little bit. You know, I got a little bit fed up with the amount of times they got beat by the skip pass to the far corner. Mm. You know, just it was just a kind of attention to detail as to who who's in the corner and who's going to be shooting it. And if, if Herban's in the far corner, then you know you can't get beat by that skip pass mm. because you know that when Nelson's coming around the screen, he's looking to throw it thirty feet over his shoulder to him. Mm. It's automatic. Um, so I thought they got worn down a bit, but they tried as hard as they could, and without without. Um, any form of basically effectiveness from Hamlet, you know, in their, their shot creating the fact that they scored seventy eight was a bit of a minor miracle and kind of due to a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I obviously was triple screening uh, mm. these games on Friday, but but focusing on Sheffield Leicester because it was yeah. the Sky game on Sunday. Uh, so I actually I watched this one and the Cheshire game back in their entirety on their own. And as you say, you, you can't really fault Newcastle. They didn't there's a few bits here and there, but that happens in every game. Just London yeah. were that good. London were that good. Yeah, there was, there was, there was, you know, this year there's probably been multiple times every game whereby my eyes have just widened a little bit, kind of the, the ex-coach equivalent of the head in the hands. The eyes mm. go like that while, you, while you're watching them. Mm. And it wasn't there. I mean, you know, to be fair, Ubiaro was, was, you know, really, really good in this game. He was probably the one one point he came, you know, he blocked Herban on a 15-footer, which I haven't seen anybody do all year. He played with athleticism and and and, and aggression, but smart aggression. And, you know, and that started at Plymouth the week before, and we haven't seen that all season, mm. you know. So, you know, they, they sometimes players do kind of step up and, and, and fill in a role. Um, but ultimately, it was, you know, just the... And we had, the, we had the, the pantomime stuff with Zubchich and, and Defoe. That was fun yeah, as well. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah, you hit me, I'll hit you. And then yeah. we'll both come into the refs, you yeah. know, do the um, synchronised synchronized complaint. Um, so it was really it was really quite an enjoyable game. It was, yeah. it was, I really actually, you know, and it's tough to be down on the whole London project when you see them, you see them come and play at that level. Mm. And I think... You know, I think Newcastle probably, you know, with a better with a better recruited team, with a less inju- less injury impacted team. Obviously, French and Hamlet, basically, mm. on factors, and still already American down anyway. Mm. I think maybe you know we can get to within 10, 15 points of London that yeah. team yeah, with yeah. a with a properly recruited BBL team. You know, and that's the eighth place team in the league. So I don't think you know when we asked that question at the beginning of the season about. How much separation does all this does this money buy you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't think it. You know, I'm not at that point whereby I think it, it it buys you automatic kind of dominance. It's probably enough, but not too much at the minute. Yeah, yeah, just enough. I'd probably borderline, borderline. But I mean, yeah, but um, it, you know, ultimately this kind of stuff comes down to you know how hard you play, how prepared you are, how well you're coached. London, I thought London would just. Just you know, make, I, I, you, you, Coach Schmidt won the argument for Coach of the Year on Friday night. Yeah, for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't turn around and, and look look at that team. And let's be fair, that's not the team they've had all year. No, you know they've dealt because if you look early season, you know that guard rotation was nothing like it is now. Well, at the start of the season, Taylor wasn't there and Philip was injured. And Philip wasn't there. Um, you know, Van Ustrom was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Caboza was playing. You know that whole thing. Then they had, they had the whole circle kind of up and down, in and out, shaking all about type of thing, which they had to deal with. Um, the Kufos thing that changes, but actually, 
you know, and, and, and obviously the Decker injuries. But again, you know, actually playing without those guys has actually kind of turned them into more of a BBL ready team. You know, playing without Kufos, um, playing, you know, getting those minutes to to Hervan and and, and Zubchich and Zubchich played at the five, not the four. Because if you remember at the beginning of the season, he was playing at the yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. He was playing at the four and, and coming off the bench and it's like, you know, it didn't quite fit. They all kind of fit now in BBL terms. Now, obviously, that's not quite enough to start Zubchich at the five and Sharma bring off the bench in Eurocup. Mm. You know, that's not, there's not quite enough there, not quite enough bulk there to handle some of the guys you have to play against. But in BBL terms, I mean, you know, you know, you know Darius is, you know, playing, starting playing 32 minutes, plays six minutes, bumping up and down with Zubchich, and then see Sharma come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, you know, this guy's seven foot, he's got arms, isn't he? So I, I just, yeah, I was super, super impressed by London, um, by their competitiveness, by their feistiness, um, by their togetherness. You know that that that's not an easy thing for us to say, but you know they were really you can't knock it. They were really really good, and they've and and, and even that kind of the, the roster which has come together now is you know has been well amended. I think you would say over the course of the season yeah, to yeah. what it is now. And, and and Jordan Taylor is Jordan Taylor is like the old kind of wise man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run yeah. the whole, you know, he's yeah, the old, yeah. the old rise man. Not too high, not too low. Competitive, and you'll see streaks of competitiveness out of him. You know, I mean, at one point, you know, um, Cohen was right up trying to had had a hand literally in his on his nose, up his nose as he was shooting a three, and Taylor makes it. And Taylor said, "Go, you ain't blocking that. You ain't blocking that." You know, and um, there's this. So, so yeah, he's my, he is one of my favorite players in the league. I think. Not not because of what he does, but the way he carries himself, and he should be because he's obviously been a Euroleague player, and he's, yeah. you know, so he has that that kind of capacity, that kind of feeling of the guy who's been there, done that, and keeps everything in proportion. Mm. And, and so, yeah, sorry. And uh, and as as the format is, the perfect way to end a game is with the biggest lead of the game, because then you never feel you left any out there. Although uh, I think yeah, they cope, they I think they'd cope with twenty eight if it yeah, wasn't thirty. Yeah, I think they with twenty eight, but they event, they kind of in the last three or four minutes. Yeah, Newcastle wore down, didn't they? A yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. They wore them down. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, 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 and and broke their spirit a little bit. You know, yeah. um, at the end of the day, Newcastle. But you know, without Mockford shooting in that game, it could have got very, very ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. let's be clear, because they, they gave up nothing easy. And you know, the the reality is that um, without Hamlet, Newcastle have been offensive. Even though they've won, they've, they've blown some, they've brought some games out. You know, they they, they won the game at Caledonia. The first game against Caledonia, they won. Hamlet went for twenty five, and Gordon had a super game. The second game against Caledonia, without Hamlet, they won because Caledonia shot three twenty one mm. from three. In the third game at Plymouth, Plymouth were just done. Mm. You know, so you know you, all these wins. You know, you, you ultimately you're playing against London. You're going to need a guy who can create his own shot, yeah. and that takes us into today's game, whereby. Um, Let me yeah. just give the scores. Uh, I've put down Mockford. 21, but it must have been 31. It was 31, yeah. 31. 11 of 15 shooting, 8 of 12 from 3. Johnson, 14 and 9. Uh, Newcastle, 12 of 26 from uh, 3, although largely done by Mockford. Sharma, 8 of 9 shooting for 18 points. Best and only 14 points. They had 6 guys in double figure shot. 58% from the floor and 14 of 27 uh, from 3, which brings us to today's game. Lions made 6 of the first 7 shots. They're 15-5 up after three and a half minutes and Newcastle had a timeout. They led by 17 in the 
in the first quarter, but Newcastle did have it down to five by half time. But obviously, you got the thirty points in reserve, so it was a bit of a, a bit of a nothing. Mockford didn't play. Decker did have a few minutes. I'm not quite sure what was going on in the second and third quarter where everybody was losing there. Um, yeah, it was kind of a fun game. And I, I actually give I give Stuttle Mark some real credit in this game because you know we've all seen the games whereby you know a team's ready to go home and you know mm. it's, there's nothing on the game and they're down 15 in the first quarter and they didn't they didn't quit on it and actually in a little way they kind of got under London skin so mm. they played hard you know that's that's probably one good thing you would say. Um, I didn't like the, I'll be honest, I don't like the fact that we got a commentator who doesn't know the rules of the um, competition and doesn't know the 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 reseeding. Um, I think we need to be... Can I just say, it's not reseeding. I hate I that. Reseeding. Everybody goes, it's reseeding. Number eight yeah, stays number the eight. The NBA one is reseeding yeah, because you yeah, take yeah. somebody else's seed. Yeah, it drives me that nuts that, that people that... say reseeding. It's not yeah, reseeding. But no, that, everybody calls it reset. I use that so as I a word that, that we both know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know exactly why. It yeah. just annoys me because it's linguistically not correct. You know, it, when it wasn't, it wasn't great. I mean, you know, we had a you know fake technical given a, a technical warning, which the commentators thought was a technical when it wasn't. And all you've got to do is count how many foul shots are shot to know whether it's a technical or not, which then moved into the realm for embarrassment about 15 minutes later when Zubjic got his first technical and everybody was saying, should, they were both saying he should have been out, out the game for about five minutes. I know you. I know you're a part of the union, but um, you know there've been some. We've got some very good British commentators this year who haven't made all those type of mistakes. Um, so I'm not sure where all that is going. I'm, I'm not overly convinced at the moment. We'll leave that be. Um, in relation to the game itself, yeah, it was kind of Keith and Ed got into it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Ed, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, when when Ed eventually when Ed called called Darius for an offensive foul for shooting a three in the third yeah. quarter, at that point, yeah. I thought. I thought we were all ready to go home, and you know the magic mushrooms were, um, <laughs> were, were, were for everybody. Um, so yeah, it, it, I mean, on a serious note, one, it's it, it it actually gives credit to Newcastle because they were competing enough for that to to get under London skin, right? And that that's that's a good thing, even though you know there might be that a few of a few of any of this team will be back. Um, that's up to the up to Mark, but the fact that they've got they're competing all the way at the end. From London's perspective, it's difficult because they're up 31 and it's a pesky game and they really don't want to expend too much energy. And then they've got people kind of in in, in their kind of faces, that type of thing, you know? Um, and so I've seen it happen before. I've seen it our guys, frustrations kind of amount and then, and then you get daft technicals. I mean, it is, I mean, Jordan Taylor said at the end in a very, very, very sensible way on the, on the video, he said, you know, maybe we got a bit too mouthy. Maybe we got to have a look at that. Mm. You know, again, which is another reason why Jordan Taylor could play on my team mm. <laughs> anytime. Um, you know, because he's right. You know, now Oni and um Zubchic, etc. You know, if I'm Leicester or I'm Bristol, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking I'm gonna get into these guys because mm. that might be the one kind of weakness, that might be the one chink in their armor, that might be the one weakness, you know, whereby now because they're so deep, you know, and they're only going to be playing 20, 22 minutes each anyway. You know, the foul trouble just means that Ryan just goes and looks at the next great player on his bench and puts them in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in a one-off game, um, you know, it's 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 feasible that that could be an issue. I'm not sure it would be. I'm struggling to see how it would be. Yeah, but yeah. You couldn't you couldn't say there was a non-zero chance of it being an issue if they, um, 
I mean, I assume they're not probably going to be running into to Ed and Keith in a one-off game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought Zubchich was quite lucky, actually, because I thought his first foul on Defoe was in sportsman. Like, yeah, it was a bit of a grab, wasn't it? He grabbed him on the other arm. You know, the ball's over there, and he grabbed him on the other arm. So um, we, we could have had a Cheshire situation there, whereby, you know, you're on sportsman, like, what? Technical, what? Off you go after two minutes, which would have been entertaining. But overall... Um, that game would have been so much better as part of a three-game series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, but but would it London might not be as close. Played, yeah, London would have played it a bit differently. Yeah, it might not have been as close. London would play, play a bit differently. But eventually, you know, even then, you know, you say that because even then, um, you know, the pro team has a good quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. so often, you know, you can beat them, beat, beat them for five quarters in a row. Mm. Um, but you're gonna have, a, you know, eventually you're gonna have a good quarter and. Then they get a bit ham. They get all those foul shots, and it comes back. There would have been a little bit more interest in it. I don't think yeah. it would have been, you know, even even the game on Friday night kind of hovered around fifteen to twenty for the first half. Yeah, yeah. They only got to thirty by the end, you know. Um, instead, it was just kind of two kind of browbeaten teams deciding to take out a bit of frustration on each other mm. and on themselves. Um, the best thing for London is that they didn't appear to pick up any injuries. They got Decker a few minutes. Um, best thing for Newcastle is that you know their coach has got a year under his belt of the BBL, and the BBL is a heck of a learning experience, as you well know. Mm. Um, for particularly particularly for people who are fresh to it, haven't played in it, you haven't been around it that much, and Mark hasn't really been around it that much, insofar as you know, he had a year with Fab in late probably 2010. That's about it. Um, so he's got a year under his belt now, so he knows what kind of team he needs to recruit for next year. And they sort their recruitment out. The signs in relation to how hard he had them playing, I thought were pretty positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor, 7 of 7 shooting for 18 points. Sharma, 9 of 10 for 18 points. So that was Sharma, 17 of 19 for 36 points over the two games. That's pretty good. Well, you know why, though? It's because of all the shooters that he's got. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. all the shooters yeah. around, you know, and yeah. they're firing passes to the corner. Yeah. And Mark's saying, you can't leave Herbert. I'm saying, you can't leave Herbert in the corner. You can't leave um, Nelson in the corner. You, and they get to the corner so much, so brilliantly. They, they all sprint to where they're meant to be. Um, athletically, the first step. That that means that defending the middle is really, really hard. Mm. And when Sharma can beat you both on the roll and also vertically, mm. And you've only got one big guy, and Darius isn't that big a big guy. Mm. You know, he's played he's played his career against BBL big guys, not mm. Josh Sharma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is Robert? I think we talked about it earlier in the season. He's almost a unicorn in relation mm. to big guys that we've seen in the BBL because we haven't seen anybody who's that big who can be that athletic, that athletic mm. and can can jump and can run that fast. Unless yeah. you can tell me, I can't. Well, no, he's 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 like a seven foot Donny Johnson, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he, we, we haven't seen that, mm. so that's a whole new thing for Darius. But when he's coming off the bench, and when they've got all the space and that they've got, um, you know, they become very difficult. The only thing is they're gonna have to keep they're gonna have to keep their heads. They're gonna have to stay out their own way, mm. and and the coach is gonna have to keep managing them. But you know, you know, just I thought on Friday night they were just they were they were great, yeah. and. Um, yeah, and we'll take some beating. Urban 16. Uh, Hamlet, 24. 16 of 17 from the free throw line. Gordon, 19. He uh, was 7 of 9 and Defoe, uh, 16. So let's move to the uh, 2-7 matchup. Sheffield Sharks, 70. Leicester Riders, 79 in the first leg. 
on Friday. And then yesterday, Leicester riders 74, 70 victors in the second. Washington and Menzies both dressed for Leicester, but neither played in either game. Uh, first quarter, first leg, loving wheel and Jackson threes. McKenzie comes off the bench, scores five points. Leicester have an 18-2 run and they're 24-11 up. Yeah, and that was kind of it. Mm. Um, you know, it was um, basically, um, I thought I need to make sure I'm getting the games right here. Mm. But um, Sheffield didn't play with the pace that they had been playing with. Maybe they weren't permitted to because Leicester were scoring and were controlling the ball, but they weren't really pushing the ball, I thought, the way they needed to. Um, there. I know they had they had Nelson playing in this. I'm really really trying to make sure I don't get across the yeah, two yeah. games up wrong here. Yeah. Uh, they had they had the, the kind of the three guards playing in this game, and 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 Kipper was coming off the bench, uh, and I just thought that Leicester's togetherness of being there the whole year and, and focus I thought was just a little bit stronger than Sheffield's. Ramsey in this game was wasn't what he needed to be. Mm. Um, that was the one thing. Watching it back that, you know, on, a, on Friday night after the Eagles game, watching it back, I was I was waiting, you know, they needed something from from Ramsey because he's he's taking up the minute, he's taking up the minutes and you've got the three guards. Um and it's tough to play the three we talked about how it was tough to play the three guards against Leicester at the same time because of Jackson. Mm. You know, Jackson can just to walk any guard down in the post and do what he wants with them. Um, so then you've, if you're a team where you've got that decision with Ramsey and uh, and Glasgow and, and Nelson and who's going to be the one, who's going to be kind of the leader. And I never got a, a kind of a clear level of delineation on that during the game. Um, in relation to Leicester, you know, I think Whelan's health is a major thing for them. Mm. You know, you, you don't realise how injured a player is until they're back to where they were. Mm. And, you know, he was clearly... Obviously, he was out for four weeks, but just because you're out for four weeks doesn't mean you step back right away. You're going to back into, and it can take you three or four weeks to get back into it. And I think he is he is right there, and um, and Rob is also. I don't think he's obviously Connor. I think you have to assume Connor's done for the year. I mean, I'd be amazed if he played now, um, unless he had someone just you know kind of want to play five minutes of defense against somebody. But if, if Connor was physically up for it. But I don't think they're disadvantaged by playing Adekoya instead of Menzies. Mm. Um, not in the BBL, not in, not at this time of the season. You know, he, he went that Robs it down to an eight-man rotation, so both teams were basically eight-man rotations in this game. And Adekoya is a backup five, mm. and he's playing it almost slightly more comfortable than if he was the four. That makes any sense? Yeah, yeah. He played because well you know he's game. able to get able to switch on him on screen and rolls. He spaces the floor. He doesn't shoot shots. He's not meant to shoot. He passes the ball when he's meant when he's there. And you know, if you think you've got him one on one, then that he's generally thinking that's fine. You come for me one on one. If I if his feet are set and he's in front of you and you haven't got him moving, he's taking the basketball off you, mm -hmm. or he's putting a hand. You know, he's not giving you anything. And I think, you know, you get offensive rebounding from Menzies, and you get you know you get a, a space filler. But I think for the purposes of playoff basketball, I would be surprised if um, Adekoya wasn't the the second center the rest of the way. And obviously, they might need a third center at some point. They might need some spot minutes. But I'd be surprised because um, I think they're more cohesive with him. 
So Leicester had another, through the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. Leicester had another 8-0 run, led 17-34 early second quarter, but Sheffield 7-0 just before halftime, 9-0 early in the third quarter, got it to 3, 42-45. And then Leicester 12-2 run late in the third quarter, out to 48-61, and Sheffield never quite got back after that. No, they got it to 7, but some, no closer. Yeah, you're waiting for someone from Sheffield to kind of, the best way of describing it, to kind of just, you know, Stick their teeth into the game and be the be the player, you know, be the one who's going to pull us back, that type of thing. And and they are such a kind of um almost the, they share the ball extremely well. Um, you wouldn't say if you had, if I had to ask you who the star was on the Sheffield team, you couldn't tell me. I don't think. Maybe Nelson. I think He's, if Pipkins had been here the whole season. Maybe, maybe. Um, or bit um he's a bit between now, just between a three and a four. And he was in Finland, so he didn't last in Finland. So, you know, who knows what a whole season brings. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, you just don't know. But I think yeah, it certainly showed the talent and the ability to do that, albeit best not to blow a dunk on a in a playoff game, to be yeah. fair. Um he actually just as an aside, one of the things I was noticing, he has he 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 dunks the ball absolutely ferociously aggressively because the, the one he made but, in but the second the leg he almost lost the ball he was that yeah, aggressive but, but here's the thing you know you look at it he, he's hardly over the rim yeah he's actually i think his dunks are probably a greater risk element attached to them because he doesn't literally get up high and drop it you know he's literally going up there over the front of the rim wallop Horrendous! It is fantastically um, entertaining, mm. but also relatively high risk if you haven't quite got it. Um, so I think, yeah, possibly. But you know, was he going to play the three or was he going to play the four? And that's the problem because Retino plays a lot because Retino's solid, and Nichols is probably their X factor. Mm. So you're waiting to see who is it going to be, and it never quite was anybody. Um, whereas with Leicester, in none of them, you know, offensively, the both teams were kind of feeling each other out in this game. I thought a little bit, yeah, yeah, and um, because there was very little fast break basketball, there was very little heart, you know, in a half court game. Leicester because they foul less, Leicester because they have slightly more to get them um, co cohesiveness. Um, they're always, they're always, I think, going to be favored against every team apart from London. So Cook was 7 of 8 for 17 points. Pipkins, uh, 13 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Nelson, 11 uh, points. They were 2 of 12 from 3, Sheffield. Uh, McKenzie... yeah, I think Drew mentioned it, didn't he? Yeah. 12 threes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to win. The start I've got on that is the, it's the seventh time this year that they've only made two three-pointers uh, in a game. The other six were all with version one of Sheffield to be fair. I think we've talked briefly about why that is. It, it's primarily because Cook and Cook and Del Pesh, when the ball goes in, they generally look to score. Mm. You know, the the and teams don't necessarily double off them and they're not probably guys who are going to fling out passes to the weak side or anything like that. Mm. Then you have the fact that the guards are kind of Nelson's a guy who likes to operate inside the three point line. Um Ramsey and Glasgow are not what you would call gunners. They'll shoot it, but they don't they want to shoot good shots. They don't want to just shoot any shot. So then the question is, well, where do you get your advantages from to get your kickouts to get your threes? It's, it's, so it's not a question of just not choosing to do it. It's a question that, you know, if you're not going to get them out of the out of po out of the post and you're not going to get them in transition because they don't get much transition, then and your guys on the screen and roll are basically not looking to shoot them. 
where are they coming from? You know, maybe yeah. they're coming from Kipper, maybe when Kipper steps out as a stretch four. Mm. That, that that they're good shots. Pipkin's the same as a stretch four. But outside of that, that it's tough to find them. And and so that's kind of a systematic issue as opposed to just a, a coach saying don't shoot threes. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. the offense yeah. works. The I the reason I was giving that stat was because it's the first time since thirteen fourteen that a team has gone. Uh, seven games shooting only two and uh, making only two three pointers. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were two different teams begin, you, beginning of the season. Do, no, you know, but, but, but do you know who the 13 14 team was, Dave? Was it us? It was the Newcastle was League. We won the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Seven yeah, games. That, to be fair, that was a team teams. with that was a team with Laws who didn't shoot it much. Malik Cooper didn't shoot it much, but we had Scott Martin and Charles Smith. So. Mm. I'm guessing. Had. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Charles was one for a lot. One for a lot, or, or wasn't playing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, I'm surprised at that. But yeah. oh, I think it's interesting. Uh, Mackenzie, 19, 11 of 11 for free throws. Yeah. He, by the way, shot over 90 percent from the free yeah. throw line this season, and it's the um, it's the, he's 12th all time. He's the 13th player. Yeah, on 140 shots as well. It's so a lot that's of, not, yeah, that's, amazing, that's not, yeah. you know, that's, that, it's a difference. Because Glasgow was over 90%. He just didn't take enough uh, free throws. It was? Glasgow, I think. Glasgow, yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, so a loving 18, four of six from three and 11 rebounds. Nelson Henry, five of six for 12 points and seven uh, rebound. You're reminding me now because I'm getting the games kind of, as I say, conflated. But loving stepping into a couple of threes in mm. the first quarter, in the first mm. quarter, and when I was looking, I'm thinking, Sheffield aren't quite ready for this because mm. you know you can't give up those shots. Those shots to loving, you played them enough times this year. He's shooting catch and shoot threes. Um, yeah. So let's go to the uh, second leg. Pipkins, the steal and dunk we were just talking about a minute ago, uh, gave them their only lead of the game, six points to four. Then Whelan and Adekoya hit threes. Jackson and Nelson Henry at the rim. Lestra 21-11 up, 20 points on ag aggregate. Pipkins gets his second foul uh, to boot and everything going Lester's way. Well, the, the fundamental thought I had in this game was that both Jackson and Nelson Henry decided it was not going to be the last game for Lester. Mm. I'm not saying Jackson's not going to be back next year, but who knows? But Nelson Henry's retired. Mm. Certainly it wasn't going to be Jackson's last game for Leicester this season. And so I probably said that the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know anything. Um, Nelson Henry, however, has retired. And they both played like it was no, there was no way in the world they were going to lose that game mm. in, in the first quarter. And, you know, Cook has probably had probably 60, 40, the better Nelson Henry this year in the games I've seen. We've seen them all. Mm. Um, maybe even 70-30, I'd have to look. So Nelson Henry really kind not not to say showed up, but really impacted the game. Mm. That's a problem for Sheffield because obviously they're quite coke-centric early on. And if he isn't being impactful, then they maybe get away with it against some of the lesser teams. But it's tough to get away with it against Leicester in Leicester when you're down by nine to start with. Mm. And then you add in the fact that you know Jackson just came a play. He can't. Just, he scored. He did what you almost think. He was a dominant player, and you almost think there's a you know at times that he's he's not as dominant as his skill set would potential and his body frame would allow him to be. In this game, he was dominant. He got to, he got posted up. He shot the three. He got to the mid range. He impacted the game in transition. He backed all cut on the baseline. He did everything, you know, and. Um, and it was one of those moments whereby it was like, okay, after the first quarter, 
pretty fixed in my head that they weren't losing that game mm. simply because of the way that um, Jackson and Nelson and were playing. Um, and again, it was kind of a little bit of role definition with Sheffield. You know, you look, you know, Nelson, I didn't think Nelson, I think Nelson got hurt, did he? Because he didn't play the second half that I could see. Mm. Um, he only played 18 minutes. Um, they, they, they all did their jobs, if I can put it that way. But in the playoffs, you need just a little bit more from somebody. You need someone, to, 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 which is what Jackson did. Yeah, so Ramsey and Nichols hit threes. Nelson six in a row. Sheffield tied it at 28-28. And then we get back to mm. Jackson again. Uh, yeah. Either side of half time, he scored 17 points yeah. as Leicester went back out to 49-38. And, and again, they got it back to one later on, but then McKenzie four, Whelan five, and it was... The problem was their run was to get it back to one rather than to yeah, put I mean, pressure the on the biggest thing, and We've talked about it before. I think the biggest thing with these two-legged games where you're in that kind of eight, nine, 10, 11 point vicinity. Mm. You know, I always used to split it up into how many runs does it take? Six points is a run. Are we one run ahead? Are we two runs ahead? Are we three runs ahead? You know, if you're up 20, that's three runs. If you're up 12 or 13, that's two runs. If you're up five or six, it's anybody's game. One run. And the biggest thing... Because it, it does play with your head. Certainly as a coach, it plays with your head. With with the players, you, you don't want anything playing with their heads. So what you want to be doing, if you're Sheffield, is getting to the point early in the game where Leicester are playing the aggregate game. Mm. Not noticeably, but that their mindset changes to the fact that, well, we're down six, but we're still up three. Mm. You know? And then, we're not, and, then, and then they stop playing the, to win the actual game because them that they know what the, the it all sounds a bit nonsensical, but it's it, it's it's a mindset thing. It does happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start thinking normally if you're down six in the game as a coach, you're thinking, well, well, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to change this, I need to do this. If you're down six in the game where you're up by nine or twelve after yeah. the first leg, it's like, well, do I? <laughs> do I need to change to do this? Because actually, where we're at, we're doing okay. We're not great, but you know, we're bending, but we're not breaking. And that can just play with your mind. And Sheffield never got to that point in this game, no. whereby you know they never got to that kind of five or six points ahead, whereby Leicester might be looking over their shoulder, thinking, "Well, actually, we're only we're, only, we're still up three, so we're not that bad." And we'll start playing against the nine points as opposed yeah. to win the game. Yeah, yeah. And um, and because that never happened, and as I say, you know, I mean. Rodney, Rod Glasgow made a couple of players near the end, and then I think he turned down a three. And I was, you know, and it's like you're just wanting somebody to, it's going to take somebody to do something special individually, you know, to kind of put a team on their shoulders to say, look, it's me. And I don't think Sheffield were, because they're so fresh together, we only had three months together. I don't think they were as a group that they had that delineation quite sort of to get to where you need to get to in the playoffs. Now, that said, if they've been playing anybody apart from Leicester, there's no way that's not to say they wouldn't have stepped forward because mm. they've been the top three team for the past two months. Yeah, yeah. You know, after yeah. that's a yeah, top four team because top, yeah. um, top four team the last two months, but they didn't, you know, ultimately they finished seventh, so they got Leicester and they just didn't have have enough almost ego. That sounds a bit weird, but you know, the, the, Pipson's got in foul trouble, which didn't help them, but it didn't. Have enough bravado, enough swagger. I, I saw the swagger in Jackson. Mm. 
You know, you could see it. He, he was there to play. And it does, it's not swagger, isn't about, you know, beating your chest after you make a play yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, or running around and picking fights with people or pointing at people. Swagger is just about the way that you, you look. And we've all seen it. You've seen mm. all the big games over the years. You've seen, you know exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it in his in, in his eyes, and and yeah. with him, he's such an understated player that actually it's almost more jarring when you yeah. do see it because you go, "Wow, he's yeah, he's ready. making a statement. He is ready." You know, he was that, he was ready that. in this one. He had twenty five points. He was eleven of twelve from two point range, nine rebounds as well. Nelson Henry, uh, seven of seven shooting for eighteen points and eleven rebounds. So Nelson Henry, I gave um. I gave uh, Sharma's numbers over the weekend. Nelson Henry was uh, 12 for 13 for 30 points, which is not Yeah, well, I mean, the either. thing is, you know, for Sheffield to win that, really, they had to shut Nelson Henry out of it. Mm. You know, there's too many easy points there mm. in, in what was a relatively low-scoring thing. And, you know, he's somebody who is, you would say, and what you've seen this year, he is defendable. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's also, we know he's a pretty good player. But he's, you know, he's, He's he's announced his retirement, so he's playing with house money. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he he can just go out with a bang, you know, all the way, all because it's hard to play. You know, you you're on one year contracts, you know, um. So, um, you don't know what you you know in March, you don't know what you're doing next year. You don't, you've got you've just finished university course. Am I going to go back to America? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Your mind is full of stuff which isn't necessarily linked to basketball, mm. and um freeing freeing his mind of that to say oh i'm finished i'm done after this year making that decision announcing that decision allows him to go out and play freely and play without without the world of the world on his shoulders so and he did that mm-hmm. uh Whelan with 12 as well for leicester ramsey 19 glasgow 13 the only two sheffield players in double figures and with that by the way speaking of retirement we say we say au revoir well probably not au revoir adieu uh, to Ponds Forge International Sports Centre because uh, Sheffield yes, well, will be I mean, in their new home come October. You would hope so. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, obviously Ponds Forge has been, you know, almost undefeatable over the years. Its ability mm. to kind of come back from the ashes. Mm. But um, now Sheffield's got their own place. Um, the, another massive step forward for yeah, the, massive for, for the club and for the league. Um, yeah, bye bye, Ponds Forge. I'll be honest, I never liked Ponds Forge. Mm. I didn't, <laughs> as, 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 maybe it's because Sheffield played there, but I don't like one size venues. I don't, I didn't like, I thought the um, I thought it looked, I always thought it was a little bit dated. Um, and yeah, wasn't it built for the World Student Games? So it's only 30 yeah, 92, years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just the, the balcony, just the whole the, 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 the change rooms immediately behind the court, mm. it just never sat particularly well with us. I mean, that's just a personal view. But you can bang that. on the referee's door quite bang easily. The door, the <laughs> door, yeah. Um, the, um, I prefer the AIS. I much yeah. prefer the AIS. I thought that yeah. Ponds Forge. Um, better kind of shooting lines everything. Um, but, uh, but no, no. It's, it's well, what we, it is. we look forward to the, uh, to the new place in October. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, let's go to 3-6, uh, which was Manchester Giants 71, Bristol Flyers 97, and Bristol Flyers 82, Manchester Giants 81. Robertin was back for Manchester, although he didn't play until the last couple of minutes of the second leg. King was back for uh, Bristol as trailed, but he came off the bench. A couple of early fouls from uh, Robeson uh, saw him to the bench and, and Kofi Josephs in. I don't know if you if you saw my stat on the... Uh, 
on the Bristol Flyers podcast that they were 10 and 0 when committing 16 turnovers or more this season. Yeah. They obviously well, listened to me because they were turning it over all well, over the, the ball place. Over, they actually win games. They actually win games. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I didn't listen to you on any yeah, yeah. no, podcast. No, certainly no. not. No, but more. Ten and zero when with sixteen or more turnovers, and they were that well on a, pace. That is it's an a fantastic start. Fantastic start, and um, <laughs> impressively creative, if I can say. Mm, the yeah. fact that you'd look for it is yeah. find it. You know, is is remarkable. Yeah. Um, you know, this is this is truly a doyen of. Of the statistical Joel, Joel asked for something random, and you know, yeah. But they were doing a good job of getting getting towards yeah. sixteen, turning the ball over in the first quarter. And Giants had fourteen points in a row to lead by twenty three points to eleven. Lee with seven of them. Yeah, the, Lee came out with a bit of a spring in his step um, compared to where he's been the last few um, games. I was a bit surprised by by Vince's substitution to put Kofi in ahead of Nick Lewis. Mm, I'm I not was. sure what yeah, I'm not sure because I was thinking his Nick Lewis playing and then he, he kind of arrived kind of two or three minutes into the second quarter, I think something like that. Mm. Um because um you know Nick Lewis has been there all year and, and Kofi's Kofi Joseph's been there like two months. And you would probably say hasn't played demonstrably better than Nick Lewis in that time. Mm. Hasn't been demonstrably more impactful. Um, so that, that kind of kind of threw me a little bit, um, but you know, in that gym, Man- um, you know, Manchester, if you give them the ball, they will turn it out and score. What happened in this game, though, ultimately was that um, Dirk never got going. Mm. Taj Green wasn't really ready to play in a playoff game. He hadn't, we'd well, never seen it before. It was his first game, and, and there was a couple of times that Fletcher tried to throw him the ball in the post, and he, he didn't come and get it, and you know, there was a little bit of frustration there and Bristol's um togetherness. One guy who was ready to play in the game was King because when he came off the bench he scored seven in a well, row. And... He did. I mean he missed he missed his first shot and I'm thinking, oh it's a bit risky bringing a guy into this this he hasn't played for four weeks. You're throwing him in, in the first quarter. Is he gonna have one of those kind of you know, you know, kind of games where he goes over six in the first quarter whilst he's getting his rhythm. After he missed his first shot after that, he was he was like, okay, you need this guy on the court. Um, I agree entirely. Um, and actually, it's it's actually a really nice fit for them. Actually, with you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm interested to see what happens against Leicester. Um, but it's a it was a really nice fit for them that they could start with Miller, and um. Ollison and Bell and Delpech and me, I think Mayhan, it was Mayhan. Mayhan and bring and bring um and King off the bench and bring Watson Gill off the bench. I mean, you know, that was a real, you know, that, that is a real that's having a real weapon, mm. you know. Um and Bristol's good habits in this game won 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 this game and cracked Manchester. Bristol's good habits built up over 36 games of the season. Um, Manchester haven't always displayed good habits this season. You know, their transition defence at times, you know, they've, they've, there's games whereby um, their mentality's dropped. You know, there's a game at Leicester, I think, where they gave 110 or something and and, um, and a couple of other games whereby um, they haven't had the kind of force of will that Bristol have had throughout basically every game you've seen this season. Mm. The one thing that's been remarkable about Bristol this year is kind of their consistency in relation to their approach. Even when they've been making shots or missing shots, you've never seen, 
you know, they've been together and you've never seen any degree of kind of disappointment with each other or or, or, or frustration with each other or, or any sign of internal, um, it's not squabbling because it's, it's not a squabble, it's like any sign of internal dysfunction. Mm. And, every, and, and to be clear about this, every team has internal dysfunction. Mm. It's just the coach's job to, to to smooth it all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whether it's somebody not somebody not passing somebody the ball, someone's partner not talking to somebody else's partner, you know, somebody, you know, making a risotto which the other guy didn't like. It don't matter. You know, there's always there's always something going on that you've got to manage. Um and um Bristol have just been utterly kind of rock solid together throughout the whole year. And I thought that made a massive difference in this game. So the other thing that made a massive difference was Allison three-point shooting. He hit three threes. King hit one as well. They started the second half with 22 of the first 26 points, and they were 44-60 ahead and, and looking comfortable. Well, they basically cracked Manchester in the third quarter. Yeah, they did. And um, Williams never got going in this game at all. And they defended him better. You know, they defended him well, but also... You know, no way that Dirk can play that way after having some of the games he's had this year. He has to be, you know, no way. Um, the only guy who scored a field for Manchester in the third quarter was Fletch. Mm. I think he had four. They had 10 points. Tottenham made two fouls. Fletch made four shots. The rest of them, nowhere. Um, Tottenham wasn't catching, as I say, they weren't catching the ball in the post. Basically, nobody, sh- no, nobody showed up for a playoff game when it mattered. Um, Apart from Fletch in the, in the third quarter, who eventually gave other people the chance to do what they needed to do. Well, they got it back. They got it back to about, then, about nine or ten or eleven at the end of the uh, end of the third quarter, and that was the point at which I was looking at Fletch, thinking, "This is the one guy who's been here." By the way, he is the one guy who's come back from this sort of deficit, yeah. this sort of game, and he just made a couple of plays, and you thought he is yeah. the key here, but but. As you say, he seemed to be on his own. It was. It was. It was you, I could see it in his body language to a certain degree. There's a couple of times he was noticed to be frustrated, and it's that look of you weren't doing what you meant to be doing. Mm. You, know, you know, this is a playoff game. You know, we can't play this like any other game. And um, the Bristol guys just wear you down, and they wear you down with physicality, and they wear you down um, with the mentality, and, and the fact that they constantly bring guys off the bench to get to the corner. As you say, Allison over the past month has been one of the best players in the league in the way that he shot the ball. And it's not just the way he just anybody can stand there and just kind of shoot open threes from the corner. He's shooting them in transition. He's shooting them off a dribble. You know, he's playing aggressively. He, he was the one who got involved in the spat with Austin. So that means mentally he's into the whole thing. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, he's kind of actually kind of separated himself from Mahan a little bit in, in relation to the minutes that he's playing. And, and that kind of aggression... And, and and the togetherness and, and, and Del Pesh as well in the centre, you know, basically holding it down and Manchester didn't have anybody who could do that. Mm-hmm. Um and they cracked them. Yeah, they cracked them. And the, you know, and the other that... example of that is not that it mattered, but that was the worst possible way to finish a first leg you could possibly imagine from Manchester. I remember something ridiculous happening, but I can't remember what it was. It was, was an unsportsmanlike foul. They gave, they turned the ball over on Mr. Shot. They shot. Oh yes. They shoot to her and then there was an unsportsmanlike foul. Robertson, they got yeah. two free throws, which Delpesh made, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then was it Ollison again? Hit a three. They hit a three on the buzzer. It was like you just given away right. five points. Yes. When you should have had the last play of the game, really. It was Which just... is why, basically, I say that they cracked. 
Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. First leg, the first leg is. Although I have to say, the last forty seconds of the first half was terrible clock management from both teams. But, yeah, I remember that too, yeah, but I don't remember yeah. what happened. I remember watching it thinking, what somebody did. They both went too early, early and then they both went way too early. And I think Jason was like, what what's going on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Chelsea do funny things to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. In the first leg, you, there's, 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 there's two types of first leg. There's the games where the teams are playing relatively evenly matched and they're playing cagely against each other. Or there's a game where a team isn't there. Mm. And at that point, your aim is to crack them. Yeah. Uncracking the means we're winning this now. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and we're winning this happen. now because basketball players are not mm. wired. Mm. Um, having played all season, they are not wired to be at their best when they're down by eighteen or twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or fifteen. You know, they're, they're wired to do things that they wouldn't otherwise do. They're wired to shoot early shots. They're wired to to um take risks on defense. They're wired to do all sorts of things which will not help you in a two legged basketball yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing you always we always had to fight with the guys and focus the guys on was that it's possession after possession after possession. And being down 15 with 50 minutes to go in a game is not a problem. Mm. You know, and that makes a you know that just can make a humongous difference. Mm. And Manchester cracked. Yeah. And as a, as a as Bristol, you want to crack them. As Manchester, you want to avoid cracking, you want to avoid taking all those decisions. Because yeah, if you can get down to twelve, then you know, then, then it's game on again, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, if it's nineteen points with two minutes to go, then if provided you're playing good basketball, you're doing the right things. No yeah, reason yeah. why you're having a run to finish the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee, because as you say, the other team is wired to do that as well to give yeah, up a absolutely, yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Uh, Lee with sixteen points and eight rebounds. Fletcher fifteen and six. Green fourteen percent. They were thirty-seven percent from the floor and six of thirty-three from three. Manchester. Ooh, well, I wanted Dirk have though. Dirk's a guy. Dirk has to, you know, in his gym, Dirk has to just go off in that game. Yeah, he didn't. It was Ollison who went off. Seven of ten yeah. to three, 29 points. Delpe sixteen and nine. King fifteen. Forty-three percent field goal. Uh, uh, shooting eight, 11 of 28 for three and 20 offensive rebounds and 21 second chance points. Shout out, coach. How many turnovers? Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't over 16. No, they didn't get over 16. They I know over it was 16. Under 16, so they didn't get. But the other stat I had for them was when they shoot 40 percent or better, they were 22 and two this season, mm. yeah. And forty yeah, percent well, is, is not very good, by the way. The no, league average is forty-five percent. So but here's the thing: shooting is variable. And yeah. if you can win when you're not shooting well, mm. um, then you're a good team. Yeah, because you're only going to shoot well every game. Yeah, yeah. And if you get, they have over the season. If you can get a point per offensive rebound, which they did in this game as well, then you're yeah. okay. Just uh, as vulnerability all year, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Bristol scored the first nine points of the second game. And if it wasn't over before we got there, it was over by then. Yeah, I watched kind of the first three quarters of this. Um, and yeah, it was kind of, and then turned over to watch you guys. Um, yeah, it was done. Um, to be fair, Bristol came out energised. Mm. That's the best way of putting it. Um, and Manchester, again, Manchester showed some pride. They fought back, they made some plays. Yeah. Um, but you never saw anything which which got you to the point whereby they were even kind of on top in the basketball game, no. let alone 
reasonably close in the game bell then hit uh some threes in the fourth quarter 11-0 run to 80 67 manchester did get the last 11 points of the game but not quite enough mm. to win the tie shout out to the uh pink t-shirts as well i did like that look in the background from the fans yeah i agree with that yep um Miller, 17 and 9, 7 of 9 shooting. Bell, 6 of 8 shooting for 16 points. King, 11, 47% field goal shooting. That is good. Um, 13 of 33 from 3. 8 offensive rebounds, 16 second chance points. That is wow. really good. Really good. Uh, two two per offensive Yeah, rebounds. sounds like some dubious stat keeping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think one. second chance points are done automatically by the system. Yeah, right, so okay. I, think, I think, yeah. Uh, Fletcher, 19 points and 6 assists and uh, not in anybody's pocket. As, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I get, I get I, I, yeah, just to deal with that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind the humor is fine yeah. um but you know the memes are great and, and bristol do it better than anybody to be honest um but you know if you you have to be quite careful when you're dealing with i think professional players and yeah. in the narratives that you put out in relation to their it wasn't it wasn't the official flyers that came. it wasn't the official flyers yeah. i did go to the um to the stats, because I didn't see that happening during the game. And Corey Samuels has basically been an irritant all season yeah. for everybody, and that's his job, and he's doing it really well. He's done it really. You know, he's getting he's getting into people, and he's not backing down yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I like I like him drawing at Fletcher as well. I like. Yeah, I, I like don't know problem with that, that at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's exactly yeah. what he's meant to do. I got that. Um, but the, but it's it's kind of creating a slightly false narrative to say that. Oh well, as well as doing that, he kind of shut him down because mm. you know, there's a you know, Ramon Fletcher might well be the best. Certainly the best modern guard we've ever seen in this league. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Over yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, numbers, yeah, yeah. numbers would say not just modern. Numbers with numbers would take you back to Bird. You know, basically yeah, yeah. Bird and the, 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 the question, uh, the, the assist numbers, he's better than Bird. His assist yeah. numbers, he's got the most assists in a season, which was better than Russ Saunders had the record for that yeah. one. He's had the highest uh, assists per game average in a season that was last year uh, and he's got the highest career assist per game now the one caveat i give to is back in the days that bird was playing the assists were a lot tighter they do they give the yeah, they I give them it. a lot more leeway now and you get them off free throws and all of that sort of thing yeah, that would so. be the one thing but, 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 then again, but then if again, you're in the average, conversation with orton bird then the average 16 a game and, and yeah, yeah. nowadays whereas bird average nine or ten a game yeah Points wise, yeah, yeah, it's a different yeah. game. It's just totally yeah, different sport. Yeah. But I don't like. I'm, I hate the, the era comparing. That that's yeah, yeah, thing yeah, doesn't yeah, work yeah. for me at all. I yeah. think you get uh, you deal with modern and. Yeah. I mean, watching those games you put up on YouTube, then the 1983 game, and then the 1987 mm. game. Mm. Just the, the difference out of the three yeah, point in four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. watching a different sport. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, 1983. Basically, every every team just packed the paint. Yeah. Because the best shot you could give up was a long two. Yeah. And um. And teams just basically threw the ball first pass to somebody who could shoot, jumped yeah. up, shot the ball, and everybody went and rebounded. Yeah, yeah. So, no, by 1987, you've got Bontrager and Bubba Jennings, and these guys are shooting threes, and it's a yeah, bit more yeah. screening. Yeah. It's just a totally different sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the England game as well uh, that I put up there that Paul I didn't watch that. Sorry, I'm got the, the 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 um 
the, the classic was England got up four points and the, with a minute to go and the commentator went, oh, it's over now, England have won. And yeah. again, it was because it was 30 seconds. What could you do? If you fouled them, it was a sideline ball. And Yeah, because you had the choice, no didn't way. you? Yeah, yeah, the choice yeah, was sideline yeah. ball or foul shots. Although there, the in one of the remember. games, I can't remember if it was the semi-final or the final, Paul Simpson actually went, I'm going to shoot the shots. And he knocked them down. Fair play to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm getting a bit bored. Um, but yeah, um, so the game's changed. But no, I mean, yeah. yeah, the point about Fletcher is that, you know, I mean, it's, that is just it's just a little bit too too far from my yeah, taste. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I'll fight me corner on Twitter yeah, and if anybody yeah. disagrees, that's fine. That's I don't, you know, ultimately everybody's entitled to their, their opinion and, and we crack on and we all enjoy things. Robertson 19 and 11, Williams 18 and 7. So let's get to the uh, final matchup. Uh, the four-five matchup and the one that went against the seedings with Cheshire Phoenix winning 102-86 in the first leg and 80-84 in the second leg. Neighbor was dressed uh, but also didn't play. Uh, Bunyan and Durham starting for um, Caledonia in the first leg. Sloan off the bench. I think I heard something along the lines of an injury, but I didn't hear what it was. I yeah, know. I guess he was injured. I guess he was injured. Um because you look at the, the stats, he played 22 minutes. Mm. He, he's, I think he's got, I think it may have been an ankle of some sort. He didn't. He looked a little bit gimpy to me. And the biggest thing about this is, um, you know, this is the the advantage for finishing fourth as mm. opposed to fifth. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm surprised. There was we used to we used to play Friday nights at Sport Central. We would give up our if we were when we were always in the top four. Yeah. When I was there. So we'd always have a first round um, home away situation. Mm. And we would give up the first round. We, certainly in the first round, we would give up the... Um, play Friday night. Play like Friday night and give, have the second leg, leg away. away. Um, and we give that up for two reasons. One, couldn't get in the gym. It was hard. Yeah. You know, plus the fans used to come on Friday nights. Um, but we actually made kind of a... It was actually a... We we made a habit of it of saying right okay we're giving up right we're giving up the second leg away, but the second leg ain't going to matter. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you know, and, and you it really helped the focus of the team going into the first leg, knowing that you were playing at home. Now, if I'm Caledonia, right, and I am, I sound like Hubie Brown here, sorry. If I'm Caledonia, mm. and I'm told that the only way you can get a second leg at home. Is to be playing at seven thirty in Ellesmere Port on Friday and three o'clock at home on a Saturday. Mm. I would say stuff it. Mm. I would have said I, we would have said no. We'll play on Friday night. I assume they may, they were able to play Friday. I don't know if they were or not. I assume they had another day if they'd been able to play Friday night or Thursday night or something. I don't know. Um, but if they had, we just said look, we'll play Friday. We'll play you in Ellesmere Port on Sunday when which is your normal normal slot. Yeah, and we'll give up the first round, and the reason for we'll give up the first leg at home, and the reason for that is, um, it's two trips instead of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Where particularly where it's Newcastle, Caledonia, or Plymouth, actually, yeah. uh, actually going away first means you go there and back, and they only just go there. Absolutely. I mean, in between. you know, so you know, so that you know, we had we had games against Surrey and I think Plymouth in the first le- first round. You know, whereby. We didn't want to go to Plymouth and come back and then play. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah, don't. Yeah. Um, uh, and and, and uh, so, I believe... that time difference as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it was something to do with... Because uh, Rangers were playing Celtic at yeah. Hampden Park in the Cup semi-final on uh, Sunday. And I think it's something to do with not wanting crowds anywhere else in the city 
so it goes back to venues to and presumably yeah. East Kilbride is far enough away from Glasgow that uh, that, that won't yeah, matter yeah, in the future but I suppose the point I'm making is that you know the, the second leg at home is not necessarily a panacea mm. Mm. you know it's not necessarily something that you value above everything else yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you can you know, it's a balance um, but um, what happened was Cheshire, you know, Cheshire had their shot at Caledonia, particularly Caledonia not being great on the on the road. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, this year, and Cheshire had a, had a, had basically a free shot at them in the first leg, mm. and the game was played far too fast. I thought for Caledonia, for so, Caledonia's benefit, sorry, and um, and the Mary Archibald went off. So uh, first of all, Bailey, Bailey, Baileying in the first quarter with yes. the alley off, off the backboard in a player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Eighteen fifteen. I still think that should be a travel. By the way, I don't yeah, think I agree. that should be allowed. I'm a purist. It is in I the agree. rule, but that is a pass to yourself as far as I I'm absolutely that should be agree. a travel. Um, I've got a ten zero run around the first quarter by the Knicks to thirty two. 11, but I think it was 32-21. Well, Cheshire basically playing seven-man rotation, and they're all, you know, Cheshire, I think I've said before, I think they're the best conditioned team possibly outside of London in the league. You look at them, they're, they're all the guys that they're strapped. They're, they're in great shape. They're athletic. They're actually, you know, them playing two games in, in 18 hours is absolutely, mm. you know, there's no, not many teams that would take ahead of them, even if there's only seven of them, mm. because they just, don't look like you know Larry Austin does not look like he ever gets tired. Mm. You know Marcus Evans the same. Jamel Anderson you think could probably play basketball, you know, on a continuous twenty four hour loop <laughs> again. Does not look tired. And and, and Macy or Jack is the same. You know and all that stuff. Um, so they're in a really comfortable rhythm with their three guards, um, Jamel Anderson and then Jam Jamel Anderson and Macy or Jack and, and Ulf in the middle. And then going ultra small with Jamel at the five if they need to. Ulf's playing great. He is playing um, great. In that, in he absolutely really great good. insofar as adding value, getting mm. second shots, being around the rim to clean up misses, that type of stuff. He, he works of, well with that team as well. That he really team. does, yeah. And he's like taking an Ocherobia's kind of role. Obviously, T hasn't played for ages, so I'm not sure if we're going to see him again. No, he's, just, not. he's out. He's out. Yeah. So that just means a neighbor doesn't look great either. Mm. So um, that means that they're different. Doesn't mean that they're necessarily worse. It means it's different. And over a short season, you can get away with seven guys. Mm. In fact, you can benefit from seven guys. Mm. Leicester, we've talked Leicester got a large bench. They only played eight. Mm. You know, and, and against Sheffield, Sheffield playing eight. Um, what you need is for those guys to step up to the moment. Mm. And um, all what I was talking about with Sheffield in relation to no one really stepped up. Mari Archibald. Yeah. So Sloan had a couple of threes to get it down to two. Nick's kept in front. And then back-to-back threes from Archibald mid-third quarter had Cheshire out to 68-55. Nine minutes to go in the game, 75-68. That's a decent position. Aggregate basketball, yeah. that is a decent position. And you've got to say, okay, score for score from here. We'll go back mm-hmm. down to seven. We're, we're, we're in it. And then eight and a half minutes to go. Uh, there's a three-pointer and there's a foul called uh, on Sloan. Mm. Um, after the it's off the ball, I think it was, yeah. uh, and then Archibald gets an and one on the possession, and suddenly it's 81 68. And I thought at that moment the gladiators had that spell that we were just talking about a few minutes ago where they forgot the aggregateness of it, they got yeah. caught up in the moment of trying to, oh no, we're down 13, we've yeah, got to do this okay. and that. And before they knew it, they were down 20 as a result of it. When you're playing against. 
I said at the beginning of this, this assessment, um, you're playing against Cheshire almost as much as that, that Cheshire group that you're playing against now. You have to do two things. You have to control the tempo. You have to look after the ball. Because mm. Evans and Austin, Archibald are going to be after you. Jamal's going to be after you getting the ball. And you have to control the tempo. Now, you say, oh, 75, 68 with, you know, nine, in, in the fourth, beginning of the fourth quarter, that's okay. They're on pace to score 100. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that's the problem. If it's fifty-five forty-eight, that's great yeah, because you're yeah. playing at you're playing at the speed that you need to, and it's unlikely a game is going to be blown out. The team's comfortable enough whereby they've already scored seventy-five points in their home gym at that point, mm-hmm. and the gym's quite you know Cheshire they, they do fly up and down that in that gym. But then the risk factor, you know, kind of the in the Mariotchbo Mariotchbo's already got twenty-five. Mm. Then the ring, the alarm bells are ringing in my head, which is you know, are we going to be able to go score for score with these guys? Um, I think that looking back at the game, I think Gareth will think, and I'm pretty sure he knows because he started Sloan and Durham in the next game mm. that you know he needed more than 22 minutes out of Sloan because Sloan came out ready to play and he was knocking down shots. But it's a bad game to get into with Cheshire, mm. you know, in that gym. And on top of that, when you throw in the whole trophy final kind of reverberation, you know, obviously. Nothing that well that is just, that is about as painful as it gets for those Cheshire yeah, guys. Yeah. Well, they, they put out a nice little video I saw on Twitter and Instagram, Cheshire, where it starts off with the Sloan shot in the corner, but then it yeah. slices into one of their shots going in in yeah. the uh, second leg. And uh, yeah, right, okay, yeah, okay, that's really that's good. Well, well played to the social media team at Cheshire. Yeah, yeah. all I say is that you know. I'm more kind of obviously this social media stuff is great, etc. Blah blah. We all smile about it a little bit, but there's perspective. You know, you're not going to let them beat you again. Mm. If you're Cheshire, mm. you know, you have that game. You know, and you get them. You're desperately wanting to get them. You desperately want to play them again, and um, because it's simply so painful what happened to lose in the way that they lost, mm. and. Um, so you play with that de- de- little degree of ferocity and, and that degree of rage, almost controlled rage. And as I say, unlike some of the other teams, and like particularly Sheffield, who you're waiting for one of their guards to step up and be the guy. And um, in this game, Archibald stepped up mm. um, and, and scored in every way. And yeah, and, and Glasgow just kind of cracked, sorry, Caledonia just cracked just a little bit, not not entirely, but just a little bit in the um you know, in the fourth in quarter. The melee of it all. Yeah. Uh, Archibald had five of seven threes, 12 of 20 overall for 35 points. Evans, 18.6 rebounds, eight assists, Anderson, 15 and six. Durham had 23.7 assists, Bailey, 17 points, 11 uh, rebounds. Sloan, 16. Ali Hodgett, 14 and 14, by the way. Uh, yeah, you... Can we just, um, can we just yeah, talk about the, the irony of a man called Archibald beating up on the Scots? <laughs> Indeed, yeah. You know, you know the, the, you know, the, the, the probably the greatest, um, two of the greatest Scottish basketball players, yeah, most, yeah. Archibald, yeah. Um, and, Bobby and um, Robert. I don't think he's related. The, no, I, he doesn't look like he's related. He's not got the <laughs> ginger sound, hair, has he? Sound like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Durham, 23 points. Oh, no, did I give that? I gave that. So yeah, let's go it. on to the second game. As you say, Sloan back into the uh, starters. Onwas, two early fouls in the first quarter. Didn't yeah, that hurt. Help. They led by six early on, the Gladiators, but Austin, Anderson, Evans, Bushnick's 31-38 in front, and 
to be honest with you, I thought they looked relatively comfortable in the second leg Cheshire. Yeah, they made already enough. got the 16 point cushion. They made enough plays, didn't they? I mean, look, Caledonia has been hampered without Tappy. Mm. You know, we, we can't forget that Tappy was kind of a massive part. And Ali Hodzic has really covered the, the, the gap, you know, remarkably well. But you know, they didn't bring him in to play 30 plus minutes, 32, you know, they, you know, they could bring him in to share minutes with Tappy, who'd been really efficient and effective. You then throw in that obviously Jimenez had been starting and, and didn't play, I don't think, in either of these games. I might be wrong. Um, didn't play much anyway. So I assume he's injured. And then you've got the situation where Gareth has to start slowing in, in Durham, which is something he's kind of avoided doing all year. And I suppose you're doing that to try and, you know, really have a ferocious start. You can have a ferocious 10 minutes where you really get into them. Um, and... Um, it never really, it never really came to pass, you know. And it's very difficult to be ferocious against that Cheshire group because they have ball handling, they have athleticism. You know where they, where they, unfortunately for them, where they've struggled this year with with London is in relation to their length. You know, and their ability to get good shots when they can't maximize kind of their individual abilities, like Evans and Austin and um, and that type of thing. Um, but every, in every other way, um, they're the hardest team in the world to kind of push out of a rhythm because they're just going to fly back at you and keep doing the same thing. And um, they never quite managed that. Uh, indeed, they didn't. They did get it. Uh, they did get it back. But Evans, um, Evans had enough in the tank to ensure Nick's won both legs. Uh, Durham, 12 of uh, 19 for 28 points. Sloan, 12. Bailey, 10 and 12. Yeah. Evans had 19.7 rebounds. Jack, 18 points and nine rebounds. Archibald, 14 points. Only shot 36% uh, from the floor. But they made threes every time they, they needed. Made, yeah, they made 10 threes and they shot 24 or 29 from the free throw. Yeah, and the foul line. And then they do get to the foul line and, and they've got athletic, kind of athletic advantage. And the other thing you have to remember about Caledonia is, look, you know, their season peaked three or four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that is I've talked about it before. That is an incredible high. You know, now to get back for within four, you know, to, to get to ride that high out, and they haven't finished off the league season tremendously. To ride that high out and then get back to another peak for the playoffs, that's always going to be tough. But um, I don't think they gave themselves, I mean, certainly they didn't give themselves the best chance by um Having to play them twice, having to play that team yeah. twice in eighteen hours on the back of a um, two hundred and fifty mile trip, either way. Yeah. So, uh, bearing in mind that I've got to go to the football in forty-five minutes, in which time I've got to turn this round and upload it. Should we have a, just a quick look forward to the? Uh, uh, we didn't talk about the palindromic league table. That's what we, we did. We didn't talk about the. Pal- How did we miss that last did we week? The, you know, it, 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 I read it out and didn't even see it. Shout out to Vince McCauley, who was the person who spotted that and sent me a. a me- he actually, if I'd been, had my phone on, he messaged me while we were recording last week. And I just, uh, that, uh, yeah, that to me is that, that puts everything I, I adore into kind of one little world. Mm. You know, not everything, but you know most things. You know, you got statistics, irony, basketball, all sorts mm. of weird things going on yeah fantastic anyway sorry 45 minutes and the nba the, the nba going one one through eight on their seedings i don't know if yeah that's not bad it's not quite as good as a league good. game over 180 league games yeah, i mean yeah, jesus yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
pretty good. Uh, so uh, Bristol Leicester. Now I'm looking at something that says it's Friday night, and then I know it is uh, Sunday at Leicester because of it's the Sky TV. TV yeah. yeah. Um, but the other thing I'm looking at here seems to imply that the first leg of London Cheshire is at Crystal Palace on Sunday at two thirty, and the second leg is at Cheshire on uh, the 8th, which is Monday at 6 p.m. It's bank holiday, isn't it? Coronation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought, so London, maybe they, I thought get... they said on the TV today that London would be back on the Monday, though. But but I don't know. Yes, they did, actually. But, yeah. but to be honest, didn't get much right. So who knows? Yeah, um, or maybe Cheshire can only get Monday. I don't know. Don't know. Well, bizarre, that, it? that's... Un- it... Yeah. 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 Well, it's unconfirmed. It, so we'll we'll unconfirmed. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what it is. Either way, the um, yeah, the system. Mm. Well, just you know, <laughs> stuff. I just yeah, two games in two days just now. Yeah, but at least it's more than twenty four hours if, if those yeah, timings but, are right. But, it's but then still again, you're adding you add in the Crystal Palace premium. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's eighteen hours, hours. <laughs> to get yeah. to Crystal Palace. Um, um, Cheshire, any shot at London? Do you think? No. No. No, not on what I saw on Friday night. Yeah. Um, seven guys against ten or eleven. Um, the difficulty Cheshire will have is the ability of Evans and Austin and Archibald to create their own shots against this panoply of long athletic defenders that London have at the guard spot best. Um, Nelson Taylor Philip, you know, you know, and the ability that those guys have, and Soloade, sorry, yeah. and and the ability that those guys have to play five six minutes hard, and then sub out and then get another six minutes in, you know. So it's that kind of shot creation because basically, Cheshire's only chance is to run London off the court, and they're not deep enough. Yeah. I don't think to do that, but I think London can run teams off the court as well. I don't think Cheshire can beat London in the half court. Maybe in a one game if they made a ton of threes. But over two games, it's really tough to see it. I'll be honest, that sounds a bit depressing, doesn't it? Um, no chance. <laughs> Forrester says no chance. So, Ben, put this up. You know, yeah, get your yeah, screen up. Screen get your screen there. on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Play this to your team as much as you want. Yeah. Um, to, to say, you say you think, what does he know? Um, but it's uh, no, it's incredibly tough. I mean, that is, you know, that the way... And I'm, not overlooking the fact that you know Cheshire came to Newcastle and blew Newcastle up by 20 a couple of weeks ago, so yeah, just because yeah. London beat them by 30, it's because London beat Newcastle by 30 it doesn't mean that they're, they're a world superstar team. But the, it was the manner in which they played that you know the, the the level of um competitiveness that they had and the attention to detail that they had and the togetherness that they had that um means I struggle to see Cheshire creating enough. Offense, that's the problem. Um, and, and even then, you know, again, you know, God Zubchich for the first five minutes, and then Sharma's coming on. And who's on you? Who's your backup? Mm. Jamel. Mm. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough to see a way that they can they can they can survive eighty minutes. It'd be tough to see we can survive forty, to be honest. Mm. But you know, they have to play the games. Bristol Leicester coin toss. Ooh. I just hope it'll be it'll be the one exciting game we'll get. Mm. I don't think it's a coin toss. I, 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 again, the Bristol guys can put this on the wall if, if they care. Um, I, I think Leicester's experience is such that I would expect Leicester to win over two legs. Um, but 
this Bristol team in cracking Manchester the way that they did, they went to another level in that second half. Mm. You know, and you know the, the 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 thing with Bristol is that they do need to shoot the ball well, and you never know that's going to happen in pressure games. So, you know, if Olison and Jelani go off, or if Mike Mike Miller has a playoff game mm. like he's had previously, then they have every shot. But they're going to need that because. Leicester's group is quite so solid now. They've got an eight-man rotation running. They know exactly what they are. And Bristol haven't defended Leicester particularly well this year. In really, when Leicester played there, they beat them, but they haven't defended them tremendously well. Um, so I, I tend 60-40 to Leicester on that, probably even a little bit more, to be honest. 66, maybe. 66-33. Um, but, you know, let's be honest, we've kind of written Bristol off all season. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know, so, so why shouldn't we stop? Why should change the habit of a lifetime now? But they do need, I mean, look. If, Bristol if to win on an offensive rebound, that's what it is. Yeah, be. absolutely. But a tip yeah. dunk, yeah. If yeah. Jelani Watson Gale goes five or seven in either yeah. of the game in the three-point line, mm. you know, or if VJ King is, is right back to where he was and, and, and goes off, mm. you, know, you know, Bristol have the, um, the capabilities to do it. Um, but they're going to have to be really locked into the scout report defensively. That means, you know, who's going to guard loving? Is it going to be Thomas Bell? Thomas Bell likes to kind of block shots and kind of hang around the paint a little bit. He's going to have to get out there on the perimeter, mm. you know, and guard. You know, is it going to be VJ King or is VJ King going to be guarding um, Jackson? You know, are they going to match up with each other? How are they going to match up with each other? Um, you know, the Delpesh Nelson Henry thing. Leslie Smith and Adekoya, you know, these teams are similar. There's a similarity about these teams in the way that they're built. Um, but Bristol play with a little bit more chaos and Leicester play with a little bit more um, precision. At playoffs, I generally favour precision over chaos. Doesn't mean it can't win. Doesn't mean they can't win, though. No, no. You know, um, and as I say, if Mike, Mike watch out, uh, this is watch, watch out for Mike Miller because Mike Miller last year in the playoffs, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you, there's a playoff Miller, you know, it's Miller time, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and he has he is the one guy on that team that can get to his spot. And I think Leicester would struggle to guard because they'd have to probably guard him with a little guy with either Wheeling or McKenzie or Love. And he can get to his spot and rise up and shoot that fifteen footer and get comfortable and post up and do all sorts of things. And if he does that, and has one of those games whereby you feel like he's getting there, um, that could just kind of that could that could move the needle a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Um, well, so yeah, we'll see. But that, I mean, I look forward to those games. I mean, they'll be proper games, um, and I'm sure London v Cheshire will be a proper game. But it's you know it is it is the. Um, David firing the stone into the heel of Goliath, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of the level of uh, the shot they've got um, at it, and and um, and we hope they give it. Hope they give it a really good go. Um, but London was so impressive this week, you know. Just a lot of admiration for the way that they've pulled it, pulled their season, pulled that group together, and had have them playing that way at the end of this, at the end of the season, at the end of a long season. It's, Pretty impressive job by the coach and indeed by the GM.
we will see so if uh if my insider information is right we'll be back to monday night but it'll be a bit of a late one if it's a i can't i'll be swearing in allegiance uh, well, you would finish that by by eight o'clock, surely, on the Monday. Well, I don't know. It'll be a long allegiance. I mean, yeah. I know I'm not from the King City, you know, but even mm. so, mm. Um, you know, I mean, you know, I want, I want King Charles to know that I'm I'm fully behind him mm. and his six um, sixty six hundred million pound cavalcade of nonsense. Um, I'm sorry, sure you <laughs> if you're a royalist, guys, <laughs> this probably isn't the show for you either. <laughs> Uh, on, oh, on that bombshell, on that bombshell, we will be back next, probably Monday night. Uh, but we'll see uh, once the games are officially announced. But for now, have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.